Welcome back to the Get Coaching Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things coaching and personal development. I have an extremely special guest on today. Um, As many of you know, I'm a coach, speaker, and consultant. I'm the founder of The Coaching Lab, and I have a coaching lab academy. And I am super honored and blessed to have the incredible Rose Mills on today, who is not only a coach, a mom, a consultant to creatives and coaches as well, um, an absolute intuitive coach guiding people towards remembrance and reclamation. She is also the support coach for the coaching lab, like the coaching lab academy. I could not be more thrilled and honored to have someone of her caliber in the support crew team. So Rose, welcome to the Get Coaching Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited. Did you notice that I wore like Coaching Lab Academy? You are. (laughs) I almost almost wore Coaching Lab. I was like, I'm going to think I might put like my blue blazer on. And then I was like, no, I'm vibing with this today. But I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, I'm channeling Coaching Lab Academy. But I love your outfit today too. Feels very earthy and warm and cozy. Thank you. It's the vibe today. (laughs) Um, So I'm really excited to speak with you. We have known each other for, it would be like two years, I would say now. Mm, It's been a while. It goes by really quickly. Um, It's amazing how you can meet people online. Um, And you connected with me, you were in a couple of my programs Mm. and you have been in the Coaching Lab Academy yourself and now you're a support coach. And for those of you who don't follow Rose, you have to go and follow Rose. Rose, where's the best place to follow you? Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. And like I was just saying to Jess before, I've also just started a buy me a coffee account because it feels really fun to share in new ways. But Instagram is like my main place of play and sharing. Yes, this is so cool. And we're, we're going to talk more about this Buy Me A Coffee account because we just were talking about this before we started recording. And I feel like if you're a coach, you're a speaker, you're a consultant, or you're someone has who has some wisdom that you want to share, um, it's a really, really cool way to go about it. So we're going to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. So Rose, I want to talk to you about who Rose is. Like who is Rose? What has the journey of becoming remembering who rose is what has that been like and what did it teach you oh i love that question so i've been on quite the journey really throughout my entire life but where i'm really exploring at the moment has been a lot to do with my childhood and mm. who rose was then and yeah, and just sort of following a lot of threads, um, which has been quite interesting to then sort of put two and two together as to what really is bringing me alive now. Um, yeah, so it's been fascinating. I have, I suppose, journeyed over my life a lot of like masking, people pleasing, um, aiming to be, you know, academic and intelligent and follow things by the books to then swing as a teenager back completely the other way into like rebellion and doing whatever the hell I want Um, to now, you know, 
very close to my 30th birthday, feeling in a really grounded space of there is this like really fiery, passionate rebel inside of me that is here to, Mm. you know, disrupt. And there's also this real softness and innocence and like witty humor that also comes out to play as well. And I'm I'm very intuitive and I'm very creative and I'm also super practical and here for like the realness, no BS. So Mm. I suppose I'm just every I'm everything and just very multidimensional and and just flowing with whatever feels good in each moment without making anything wrong or bad and just really embracing my wholeness um Mm. and I feel like the closer I edge to my 30th birthday it's like a whole new lease of life I don't know if you felt the same but as a child I was like oh 30s old and it's all downhill from there but now that I'm here I'm like I'm just firing up like this is just the beginning for me and everything that I've journeyed in my life and everything that I've experienced has just led me to this real like grounded beautiful space that I'm just about to enter into so yeah I love your grounded leadership and I love your realness I think that is what sets you one of the things that sets you apart in the coaching industry and you know if you're a coach you're listening to this you know exactly what I'm talking about you know, you know, this, this mask, this facade to the point where it's almost unattainable to connect with someone. And it's like, well, what's the fucking point of being in this industry? If you can't even connect with people on a real level, you can't be your authentic self. And that's where the magic lies. That's where the power lies, which I know this is like, you know, this is your realm helping people get to that place. Right. Um, that's something that I love about you. You know, there's this rawness, there's this passion, and there's also that softness. And there's just this openness, this safe, safe space that you create for people through, you can hear it through your voice. Um, you know, people are listening now, um, but when, when you watch, you speak and things like that, um, like it's just a full, it feels like you're like giving us a big hug. It's like you're wrapping us around with like your beautiful wings and you're like, you're safe, you know, just unfold. That's how, that's how it feels. Unfold or also un, um, explore. Yeah, it's funny you say that because majority of the people I have ever you know, supported through coaching, mentoring, consulting, or even just had a conversation with, they're like, you just opened me up to exploration and curiosity. And I'm like, I love that. I feel like when we close off to, you know, our openness and our curiosity and just our willingness to see from a different lens and a different perspective, we're closing ourselves off from the fullness of life. Oh, we're closing ourselves off in the fullness of life. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, openness, openness and curiosity, those are requirements for self-actualization. Self-actualization, it's not possible without not just being resilient, feeling all the things, 
but having that level of curiosity and openness to receive wisdom, to receive what's next for you, it's so, so important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of the time we can close ourselves off from that curiosity and openness because we feel like we have to get it right 100% of the time. Like the world's made us feel like if we fail, then, you know, we've completely fucked up our life or whatever. And it's like, we are guaranteed to make mistakes. Like I make them every day as a human, as a mother, as a partner, like I stumble, I fall. Absolutely. And it's like, can we get to a place of true self-leadership as well where we can say, hey, the way I did that before is not the way that I would have liked to. And, you know, just circle back and and be open in that experience and curious of like, okay, what, what was there for me and what would I like it to look like moving forward and just constantly meeting ourselves at that place and, and redirecting on a path that feels more true to ourselves. Mm. As soon as you were saying that, um, I automatically thought of the TikTok audio. <laughs> this is TikTok audio and it goes, oh, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> and then people put like whatever they learned. Um, so there's a little content prompt for you guys if you're listening. Um, but it's so true. We make so all of these things wrong. And I think that's a great thing, place for us to explore Um, you know, where in your life are you making yourself feel wrong? And we have this relationship. Most of us have a a terrible relationship with what we perceive to be success and failure. Our definitions are completely distorted. So I would love for you to speak a little bit more about, about kind of uncovering and getting, you know, pulling off those layers of feeling like you have to be something. Um, that you have to, everything has to be perfectly put together. Um, You know, ways that people can start to really honour themselves and no longer feel wrong because it's that wronging, not feeling good enough is what holds people back. Yeah, yeah. So this is where that childhood piece has really been coming into play for me at the moment. Um, Not even childhood, but just like looking at, those past like iterations of yourself and noticing, for example, um, where you're feeling like you're wrong and just going, well, okay, where in my life, um, whether it's, you know, when you were three or five or 13 or 16 or whatever it is, did you perhaps have like an experience or something where when you wore that thing that made you feel so you that someone said you look like shit or, Perhaps it was Mm. you were laying on the lounge and your parents said that you were lazy or or whatever it is and just start to look at those stories that that you hold and be like, is this actually mine or, yeah, and... And meeting yourself there with so much love and compassion because the unraveling of those stories can can shake things up within us, can disrupt things. And something that I'm a really big stand for and just so wildly passionate about in our journey of remembrance and reclamation is is having that love and that compassion and that softness because I know for myself in, in stepping into this world of like personal development and coaching, there can be so much around like quantum leaping and 
you know, just take that leap and rip that Band-Aid off. And, you know, sometimes I do think we need a little fire lit and and we do need to go like, okay, I'm doing the thing. Um, And, you know, internally and externally making those shifts of like something needs to move. And I think a lot of the time we have been living in a state of dysregulation and rushing through the world and moving fast and moving on to the next thing that sometimes that's slowing down and that simplicity and that sitting with ourselves and giving ourselves that big warm hug is actually what we need. And, and thinking, you know, in that moment when my parents said that thing or my sibling or my friend or my colleague, whatever it is, or even when you said or thought that thing about yourself, like, what is it in that point that I really needed? And and giving that back to yourself um, has been the biggest piece for me. And I think that would be the simplest place to start is just, you know, just starting to take a peek at what is actually here for me and just meeting yourself gently with love each time and just slowly letting those layers unfold as they're ready. Because um, the other thing too I think about the whole like diving in is, we go, okay, I want to, I want to be who I was born to be. Like, I don't want to carry all these stories. And we just like, we start picking at, picking at scars and making them reopen, making them have scabs again. And it's like that thing's closed over. And if it's ready to be felt and it's ready to have wholeness and love brought to it, like it will surface in time. Um, And that you don't have to go digging for things because, ultimately like you are a whole and worthy person so just allowing those things to unfold as they come um and and meeting yourself there with that curiosity and and bringing love back to yourself absolutely it is such a conscious decision to continuously meet yourself with love and it's that commitment and that devotion to coming back to love coming back to love it, it's just that it's a constant choice isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. constantly coming back to a lot of what I'm doing at the moment in my work you know it hasn't even been like mindset and stuff it's like coming back into our body and into our heart space which I feel like is that key to love um yeah. and yeah just going like because ultimately we want to feel like we belong. We want to feel loved for who we are in our fullness. And so do the people in our lives. And we, we desire to love them fully. So it's like, well, how can I bring that love to the situation? Because when I'm not bringing love, yeah, there's that part of me that's perhaps feeling, you know, shame or fear or whatever it is. Um, And just, yeah, giving ourselves the space that we can just be there a little bit longer. We don't have to like rush rush to vacuum the floor or something let's talk about this in the coaching industry rose like you said um you know this this idea this ideology that if you say you you start your coaching business and your first month you didn't make five figures so you're a fucking failure you know (laughs) let's just let's just completely debunk this bullshit myth right Mm. um you know, first of all, how much money do you actually want to make? Yeah. How much money do you actually want to make? And then when you actually look at creating a long-term plan, sometimes, most of the time, the foundational stuff 
takes time. You've got to build that foundation first. Like stop trying to get all of the fancy furniture and artwork into the house when you haven't even laid, you haven't poured that concrete slab, like, you know? Yeah. Oh, this has been like, if you could have lived inside my head and my body over the last month of what I, you know, these are things that have been coming up for me over the last three and a bit years, but the last month has been just like a total, a total shift in what I hope to see for the coaching industry, which is why I'm so honored to be a support coach in the coaching lab Academy. And I think that's the really big piece to come back to is like, what do you desire your business and your life to look like? Because I think a lot of coaches get this belief around success. Like I'm only a successful coach. If I'm, you know, doing 10, 20 K months, or I have my six or seven figure little beautiful, shiny thing in my bio when most of the people that I'm working with at the moment are in terms of like financially and followers and all that sort of thing, they're much higher in the game than I am. But what they are feeling they're really missing is that heart and is that like, hang on a second, I don't actually desire to be, you know, working this hard for this much money when I could be scaling it right back on and I still feel abundant all my bills are still covered and more um and it's just yeah like you said it's a facade to feel successful in the industry so it's coming back to you know what does success actually look like for for you yeah. as a person as a coach because for me what I deeply desire for people is for them, like you said, to come into my space and feel like they're wrapped in a warm hug, to feel like they're sitting around a campfire with a friend and to allow their their heart to unravel and to allow the space for them to play in possibility of what they actually desire instead of what they've been told they need to do. And that to me is success. And, you know, yes, I believe a lot of us, I'm not going to say everyone, I I believe a lot of us want to, you know, look in our bank account and just feel like, oh, so deeply nourished and and spacious there and, like, I'm so well supported. And I think a lot of us are, yeah, busting our asses for money that's not actually feeling in alignment. And, yeah, I just think it's, it's constantly coming back to, what do I actually desire and trusting that there are other people out there, like the amount of people I've had conversations with at the moment. And as I said, that I'm supporting that I'm honestly in shock of sometimes like, really, you're one of those people, but there's I know. people out there, like you're not alone. Um, and it's not, that just- was one of my biggest shocks too. Like when I started consulting with high level coaches, um, you know, and not just around, um, like it was like these insecurities. They also have insecurities. They're real human beings. You know, people put them on a pedestal and that's half the problem is we are putting these coaches, we're putting speakers on um, this pedestal and treating them like false gods. And that's like you are teaching yourself that you're not powerful, which is a complete and utter lie. And, you know, short-term gratification, it only gets you so far. Yeah. It only gets you so far. And sometimes you will have those leaps and bounds, but it's really honoring those seasons and cycles. 
Um, because when we, we, we resist the season that we're in, we have a resistance to it and we don't surrender to that season, what happens? Just, oh, there's so many things that happen. That's frustration. <laughs> um, you're like, why isn't this working? Because we're, we're not we're not swimming with the current. Well, the other thing too, it's like that's where the burnout leads and we feel resentful yes. our business then because it's like this does, like I, I did this business because I, you know, had this, this beautiful idea to help people and stuff. And it's like, you feel burnt out, you feel resentful, you feel frustrated, you feel stuck, you end up stuck. And then they quit, then they quit coaching. Yeah. And most people uh, don't make it past that first year when they launch their coaching business, because it is difficult to begin with. It's oh, just any, like any other business. Yeah. And, you know, coaching, I feel like coaching, facilitating, speaking, all of these things, I feel like for so many of us, because we've come into this with that real desire to make change and have likely experienced, you know, trauma or very significant events in our life, very life-changing events, we are doing this wearing our heart on our sleeve. Like it's not as if we're just, oh, I'm just here to make money and if it fails, like me, whatever. It's like a lot of us step into these industries or are led to these industries because we desire to make real change. And so, yes, you know, there's a, there's a lot we are putting out there. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think looking at it from what you deeply desire moving from that place. And it's not to say, you know, I know some people that get really fired up that love being in there doing the stuff and, love yeah. receiving you know a lot of money and and that's perfect but for me personally I'm more about the I don't know I don't know if it's being a manifesto thing too like I just see the world in a very different way and I'm here for those people that feel like the I like to call them wildflowers or you know the black sheep or the the ones who feel a little bit like they don't fit I'm here for those people that want to bring new fresh things into the world and not to make anyone wrong but it's like that's who I'm here for to give permission to those people that want to do it differently um and perhaps you know only want a trickle of people or maybe they're like actually I really do desire to step up and that there's that fear like I just want to see people in the industry with that heart but with those really solid foundations um so that when it feels a bit bumpy when it when they feel a bit wobbly um you know they're in it for the long game they're in it for their legacy and not just yes. some quick cash yeah that's a very big difference isn't it it's a very big difference um you know generally people join i would say most people join the coaching industry for service some may join for significance mm-hmm. um but most of the time it really is coming from a heartfelt place and there's so much pressure on coaches to reach these um, idealistic milestones that that um, you know becomes a barrier. It become it creates this mental chatter that creates the barrier for them to actually do what they're here to do. Yeah, and I think you know. There is a, I call it the weird wound. Like there is a level within ourselves that we have to accept ourselves deeper because 
for most of the people I speak to, and I know for myself, um, it was like you were led to this place or, you know, it's something that you dreamt of as a child. And to say that out loud, a lot of people are like, I feel like an absolute weirdo to say to people like, this is where I was led because I feel like there's still a lot of um, fear of judgment around anything that's, you know, deemed spiritual or woo-woo by, well, for me, a lot of the people that I connect with, like within their families and things. And so, yeah, I think there's a deeper level of self-acceptance that comes as well as you really step into that work that you've been led to do and that service that you're really there to do. Absolutely. I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with feeling that fear of judgment. Like Mm. who am I to step up and say, um, because, you know, these are things that do happen as well, you know, from family, friends, people that are closest to you. Um, They do question your purpose because they don't understand it but it's not their job to understand it. It's only your job to understand your purpose, right? Mm. And this is something that's come up for me too um, as I transform as well. And it will continuously come up. Um, you have those seasons. Oh, it's meeting these new levels. Yeah, absolutely. I've noticed myself meeting these new edges of myself and going, oh, do I really want to share that particular part of myself Mm. online? But I can feel that my soul's like, that's what we're going to share, even though it makes no logical sense, but that's what's coming through. So it's really just how much more can I trust myself, my own voice, as opposed to adding value and authority into external like people outside of myself because like for myself something that I've been drawn to which is just and if you're listening and you're a coach generally you're going to be drawn to helping one type of person you're going to have a specific type of person whether it be mums men women um, creatives it could be singers like it literally could be anything specialties is a thing right in coaching and for me something that I've been drawn to recently is supporting people who have had supernatural experiences um ET you know contact experiences because I see them just like you know really just not being able to process it and they've got nowhere to go and it's you can't really see a psychologist to say hey (laughs) That's going to go the opposite way. Hey, I I saw a spirit or I was contacted by um, something not from of this world. Um, You know, it's like, where is the safe space for those people? And there are people who do it, but I just don't feel that there's enough people that do it. And that feels edgy for me because I'm like, oh, do I really want to be like the ET chick, like the ET coach? Like, and I'm like, well, I feel like that's where, where I'm just being called to be of service. And it's not up to me to decide whether that makes sense or not. And just as a reflection here, because I've been in your space for two years and we've obviously shared so many conversations and things. To me, I'm just like, of course you'd do that. Like I've heard really? experiences and things. And to me, I'm like, that's not even weird. Like 
Yeah, that makes logical sense to me. But yeah, when you're in it, and that's that's my point of like, there are gonna be people out there for you that it's just gonna it's just gonna make sense to to them, even if it doesn't to you. Like if you trust in yourself, you are going to be led to the most incredible um, people that you're like, oh my god, I didn't even know they were out there by following those soul nudges. It's so true. And it, you really do meet these new levels of yourself, don't you? These new levels of like, for me, it's um, getting rid of a, even there was a little subtle parts of judgment that I had on myself still around, um, you know, being the sister of a murderer and how that would play out um, potentially in the media. You know, I'm very conscious of how I conduct myself online because I know how they can take things and make people look. Yeah. I've already experienced it with my family. I know it's something that you've experienced too. Yeah. Um, but that's really allowed me to meet these new edges of myself to go, yeah, but I don't really respect a lot of those media outlets anyway. So like, why does, who gives a fuck? Like, Yeah. And, yeah. and I think too, it's, yeah, it just comes back to that trust within yourself and trust within others because, yeah, I know for myself, like when um, I had a family member who took his life and a family member who was murdered quite close to each other um, and being in the hair industry, I was both, you know, hearing the gossip firsthand in the salon and also then there was the media and the newspapers and things. And it was really interesting to observe you know, there were people who were so lovely and they're like, unless I heard it from the parent of that person, like I'm I'm not believing or spreading um, anything. And it was really beautiful to see that there were people out there who were just so kind-hearted and so loving, like they didn't know that, that I was related to those people. Um, but then also to hear the people who were and to read the papers, you know, who were just there tearing others down. So I think it is that deep trust in that there are good people in the world and there are people who will be so supportive and so loving and who don't believe everything they hear. And there's going to be people who will absolutely tear you down and say horrible things and, yeah, can you trust yourself enough and accept yourself enough that regardless of what's happening out there, you can be with yourself? And I think that's where that self-leadership part really matters because sometimes, you know, as we we have these new paths come before us, like guiding people who have, you know, had these experiences and things, we need to sometimes be able to go back inwards, take a space, like take some space for ourselves and lead ourselves through that self-leadership process before we lead others. And 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think that that is, it's such a powerful thing to just know that you're not alone in feeling this way of, this feels edgy. This feels uncomfortable. This doesn't make sense. I just want people to hear that you are not alone in this experience, that you do get to reach out for support should you feel that that is what you require in this moment or desire. Um, 
but there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. This is like, this is the real experience of people in this industry. Yeah. And another point that I just really want to touch on about like meeting your edges is taking the time to tune in with yourself and notice like, does this edge feel expansive and exciting and liberating? And even if you've got that level of fear, which you will have or doubt or whatever it is, does it feel good and does it feel true? Or does this level of edge feel contracting and like really unsettling and like there's something wrong? Because I think a lot of the time too within this industry, particularly for newer coaches, there's a lot of more seasoned coaches out there who can, for example, get you on a coaching call and be like, you need to make a decision about this investment now. And this is exactly what you need. And like almost like manipulate you into thinking, oh, this is the, this is the expansion and this is the edge that I need to meet and I need to leap. Um, And it's, it's actually get yeah, that that trust and that discernment within yourself to say I actually need a minute or whatever it is to anyone in any situation to stop and take that time to tune in and go am I afraid because it feels like the best fucking thing ever for me in my life and my business or does something really feel off here because yeah yeah there's there's a big difference and I really believe that we we know within ourselves if it's like a a good expansion um and yes we need to overcome a few things um and and maybe take some time to be there or yeah is something feeling really wrong and this is where i get to really anchor into self leadership self acceptance and self trust and be like actually no like this mm. is a this is a no for me right now or like just a straight up no for good and and knowing that your no is okay and that your no is sacred Yes. Just as much as your yes is. Yes. Amen to that. Amen to that. Discernment is is such an important tool. And, um, you know, I genuinely believe that it's not possible without, um, like you were sharing, getting people to drop back into their body and into their hearts so that they have that ability to discern, that they can use their body to be able to tap in and to develop that level of discernment yeah yeah and I think for a lot of us too you know that takes some time and some practice because from such a young age there's so many of us that have been for example like as a child um family members being like oh just give Annie or uncle such and such a hug even though you're like no actually my body right now doesn't want to be touched you know there's I think from such a young age we're conditioned to think of the better of like other people or whatever it may be and to look outside of ourselves and externalize things. Whereas like my real medicine is coming back in um, and, and moving from that place. And yeah, sometimes it is deeply uncomfortable because it's unraveling um, and rewiring like some lifelong things there of like, no, doesn't feel safe to me. Um, And that's where that, that spaciousness and, that love and compassion for yourself really comes in um, as you're meeting those edges and knowing that it's perfectly okay to expand and to grow and to move above and beyond what you ever thought was possible. And it's okay to pause and 
rewind a little bit and just go inwards and be like, actually, I need a break. Exactly. And I think um, for those who are new or maybe you are an established coach and you've had you've had lots of sales training is to, you can you sell, there's nothing wrong with sales, um, but you can also do it with integrity. It gets to be done with integrity and with respect. And, you know, you really fuck yourself over if you think that you're going to, you know, basically force someone, you're coercing them when you're getting the vibe that they're saying, it's not that they're just feeling a little bit of resistance. It's, are you respecting their no? Yeah. And do you, do you really want people in your program that aren't a full body yes? Mm. Like there's such a shift, isn't there, when you go from being qualifying someone and saying, are they a full body yes? There's such a shift in how they show up in your program. Oh, absolutely. Like there's a massive you know, and I'm going to speak for myself. This has been my biggest thing to overcome within business because the way I was taught to do sales and marketing initially, I was straight up like, this feels really fucking cringy. Like, are you kidding? Totally. And so I did not put myself out there and I did not get as many clients as what I probably could have because I was not willing to, you know, just cold DM people and do things like that. And now I'm so glad that I'm at a place where it's like, yes, if you're choosing to have a business, like that requires you to make sales and to put yourself out there and to have offerings and services and things. And we can do that with so much integrity, so much love, affecting yeah. other people and empowering people because yes, I want people who feel really empowered. And you can tell when someone is like, I want to be in there with you. Like, how do I pay you? What are we doing? Exactly. There are, you don't, you don't have to close the sale. They're like, how do I make this payment? Yeah. And I just think we are doing a disservice to ourselves, to them and to people in general, when we believe we have to operate from those places. And I think too, that's another important part of being like, you know, how much money do I need to make? Because I feel like some of the people I have experienced in terms of them trying to sell to me with their pushiness, it's like, I've seen them online that they are, you know, trying to break into that next, you know, level. And I'm like, mm, this has actually just felt like you're just pushing to be able to claim that you've had a 20K month and you don't actually give a shit about me, the person in front of you. So, mm. yeah, I think it's constantly giving yourself the permission to zoom in and zoom out and be like, yeah, what is actually here for me and look at those moving pieces um, of how much money, yeah, do you desire to be making and stuff, but doing it with integrity and always allowing the person in front of you to be in their power and respecting their body and their choices. Honour that full body yes and honour honor the sacred no. And sometimes... Sometimes that no means not not now. And that's the, oh, that's what I was about to say. And honor just that like funny in between dancing on the line stage where they're like, actually, I don't bloody know. Like, yeah, I'm I'm still in that stage of um of like practicing my discernment and 
and like speaking through and that's perfect and speaking through a human design lens like I'm splenic so I'm quite quick whereas you're emotional like this is where human design I think is really powerful if you have an emotional authority person in front of you they need to ride some waves like good bad in between um and I see with my children I've got um an emotional manigen and a sacral generator and one very quick to make decisions she's got a yes or a no from her body immediately whereas my emotional daughter like we are standing in an aisle for a for a good while letting her you know go back and forward and and ride that wave of like oh what do I actually want and so yeah sometimes it is just it's a no right now and they just need a day or a couple of weeks or even a couple of months um yeah trusting trusting in that a hundred percent a hundred percent and um you know this is where you as a coach you get to just keep showing up like keep showing up keep adding value keep doing your thing and that person will be following even if they're not commenting on things yeah you know the the amount of times that people I I didn't even know I had these followers (laughs) and then they're like instantly um you know pay up front and I'm like why did I not know about you? Like, how did I not see you? And it's like, because they're kind of just sitting back and that was their process. Um, And they've said, now this is the next step for me. Yeah. When I was at my mom's, I was having the most beautiful weekend away. I was just sharing life things. I had three people that I had never spoken to before. I hadn't even seen them. Like, like I didn't even know, as you said, didn't even know that they were following me, had never had a conversation. I'd never noticed them like anything. Um, pop in and be like how can I work with you and I was like the fuck but and they're the most incredible beautiful kind people and I'm like I didn't even know you were in my world so it's like sometimes it's in those moments where you think no one's watching that actually that's when when all eyes are on you and that's when people are making a decision so yeah I think following part and being in alignment with your values and staying you know, in so much integrity with your values and, and your mission and not letting all that noise out there distract you, like real magic happens there. Mm. Thank you so much for adding so much value to this discussion. Um, I would love for anyone who's listened to this episode, please go and follow Rose on um, on Instagram. You'll see it in the description as well. Is the handle, is it just at Rose Mills? Um, no, so I recently changed it to at I am Roseanne Mills, which has been a yep. whole other thing of reclaiming my wholeness in my full like oh. birth name. So yeah, it's extended a little bit, but you'll find me. Amazing. So at I am Roseanne Mills. Um, Rose also has her own podcast, so go and check that out. And if um, you know you've listened to Rose and you're like, hmm, I think I would really love to have a chat with Rose. I would love to work with Rose. Um, I cannot recommend her enough. There's a reason why she is the support coach in the Coaching Lab Academy where we train coaches. Big reason. So, Rose, to finish off the podcast, I have our four final questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is your definition of spirituality? Just being yourself. Love it. Being yourself is being a spiritual person, like ex- accepting and embracing your wholeness. Mm. What do you think happens when we die? 
I don't know, but I'd love to. Uh, actually, no, what I feel like, I feel like we, we're still around, like our essence, like there's something, there's something that stays with the people we love and in stories that are told about our families and stuff. But I am definitely curious about what, yeah, what happens. What's beyond. Mm. Um, if you could leave one piece of advice, what would that be? If you leave, like this would be your ultimate legacy, this one piece of advice, what would that be? Keep following your heart and just so much love for all that you've ever been through and to know that you never did anything wrong, nothing was ever your fault. Um, We're all going through our own, you know, journeys and that everyone has pain and stuff and that I'm so sorry, like someone else's pain ended up with them inflicting pain on you. But that, Mm. yeah, just keep following your heart because you've always been enough and it's never been about you it's beautiful and this is the final question this is fill in the blanks okay ready yeah all right I want you to close your eyes for this one (laughs) okay experience (laughs) beautiful rose was always creative rose made me feel whole rose taught me love rose mills everyone rose thank you so much for being on the podcast it's been an honor having me i appreciate you i respect you and i i just have so much love for you on so many levels personally and professionally oh same Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Get Coaching Podcast. Make sure you connect with Rose Mills and also come and join us in our free Facebook community, the Coaching Lab community. You'll see the link to that in the show description.